On today's episode, I'm going throughout all the house and breaking all the mirrors. We watched the new Candyman. I am John, and welcome to the Flixology Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that talks about movies, TV shows, literature, any form of media or entertainment that we can look and dissect. Today, we're doing a very special episode as part of our 31 Days of horror fest we for october 5th we did Candyman, the new one that just came out i believe it was last month yeah yeah uh i am your host john and of course i'm always joined by my sweet wife see what i did there you see what i did there yeah 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 april how are you doing today i'm good as always john how how, how are you feeling um well it's been what like Two days now since we watched things heard and seen. Yeah. I'm still recovering from that. So talking about this uh, will make me feel a little bit better. Although. Definitely. This movie was freaking awesome. I mean, there were some parts that were kind of a letdown. I won't lie. But I overall just really enjoyed it. And um, we actually saw this movie in theaters at the Helms Drive-In. And it was freaking awesome. And we had to go back and rewatch it again for the podcast. Um, I think it holds up. Yeah, it definitely, it was, it was really good. But before we get started, um, Candyman, this is the fourth entry in the Candyman series. Um, it's kind of like what they did with Halloween. Um, they made, with the last one, they forgot all the sequels and just made a direct sequel to the first one. They kind of did that with Candyman. Uh, this movie is directed by Nia da, da Costa. Um, is based off The Forbidden by Clive Barker, which is in Books of Blood. Which I know you're familiar with that. That movie creeped me out, man. It's a there is actual books called Books of Blood. Imagine what the books would do. Yeah, I haven't read the books, but the movie creeped me out. I'm just gonna say it. All right, I'm gonna butcher these names, so bear <laughs> with me. So this movie starred Yaya Abdul Mateen II, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart, Jarrett, uh, Coleman Domingo, Kyle Kaminsky, Vanessa Williams, and Tony Todd. Tony Todd. I love Tony Todd. <laughs> Dude, I wish Tony Todd could have had more than his little five-second blurb in this. He is so good. He gives me so many chills. I love him so much. I had literally, after I watched this, I had to, we had already watched the original, just to do a recap, before we went into Candyman 4. And I had to go back and watch the original again last week just because I miss Tony Todd so much. It's either this or Final Destination. And then a movie series you and I haven't touched. But, well, let me rephrase that. I've touched it. I don't think you would. Called Hatchet. And it's not the book Hatchet. It's like this other form of Hatchet. Where Tony Todd's like a voodoo guy. I, I might watch that. I don't know. He's only in two movies. There's four of these movies. I feel like there's not a lot of voodoo stuff out there. I'd probably give that a shot. Mm. I really like the voodoo stuff that they did in uh, American a, Horror Story, let, let, like with the cover. Let me let me phrase that. He's like a fake voodoo guy. He's a, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like corny. Yeah, it's very corny. Like the pink cushion voodoo stuff, or is it like more? He wears like a star on, like for makeup on his eye. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, this movie was made on a twenty-five million dollar budget. How much do you think it made? 
I don't know because the pandemic, everything's thrown off. Yeah. Um, and people could rent this one at, at home as well instead of going out to the no, theaters. No, this movie didn't come out for rent until like a month after it came out in theaters. Really? I thought that you could get it on like um, Prime or HBO or something. Yeah, you can get it on Prime, but you have to pay 20 bucks to rent it. At that point, you might as well just go to the theater. No, I know, but the, I'm just saying that was available like same day they released to the theater. No, right? it didn't come out same day. It came out like a month after. Oh, okay. My bad. Cool, cool. But well, well, just in case, you know, guys, if you didn't make it to the theaters for this one, or if you still want to see it and it's not in theaters by the time this <laughs> um, broadcast, like where you are in your area, some areas, like they keep them on longer, depending upon how big your theater is. Um, if that happens, you can go rent it for $20. Um, yeah. And I, I think I'd say it's worth the $20. I'm just going to say it. I mean, if you're a horror it, fan, definitely oh yeah, you got to rent this. This is a total recommend for us both. Especially since, um, you know, you have multiple people watching it and stuff. So You'll this, get your money's worth. This movie made $73.9 million. No. Yeah. All, and it, it's going to keep making money, too. That's the crazy part. Because well, people are still not done. I mean, it's we're in prime October horror fest right now. I mean, people are going to still keep watching this movie. Well, it has Jordan Peele as a producer. I mean, that name alone. Well, right Jordan Peele is a genius. And just him being in this at all... Put it over the top, like because everybody knows if Jordan Peele has his hand in something, they're gonna go see it. Yeah, he I, just has a reputation now. He has built himself up with all of his movies so far. Like everybody who's seen his work really get out him. us. Yeah, that new Twilight Zone that's on CBS Plus right now or Paramount Plus, whatever it's called now. That Twilight Zone is actually pretty good. Is I can't that, wait to see his new one. Oh, you mean Nope? Yeah, I want to see That's that. a real thing, people. He's making a movie called Nope. I saw the poster. I feel like a lot of his movies have this theme of like the one word thing going on. <laughs> what are you talking about? Get Out had two. Uh-oh, two words. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know if we should really like talk. I don't want to give away too much for this movie since it's still recently new. But if you haven't seen it, I mean, everything about it is uh, what lures us to us for this movie is the mythos of Candyman. Oh, yeah. Like, just the legend of him. And really, I think what this movie really did special um, is it incorporated a lot of the first movie and the original. Yeah, like I said, it into was... it. And also, it, it talks about it. What, okay. I will say when I left the theater, I was slightly disappointed in one thing. The ending? Well, the well, the ending a little bit, but not even that so much. It was more like I thought that it was going to be more of a slasher film, and I thought that it was going to be more scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there, like, there was... I think how they went about doing this one made it less scary and more... Um, like legendary almost like it's sort of like they really went into like history and they tried to do all of these little twists and like turns and pull characters from the first movie into this yeah like i was saying because they made it like a direct sequel for the first movie for this but for me personally i feel like it's solidify Candyman as like a horror icon yeah because i like how they modernized it though they managed to modernize Candyman, but still keep a lot of the history and the and the legend and just like the physical presence of can- old school Candyman that we know and love like alive and I really appreciate well, that. Well, here's the thing: you you and I have seen two. We saw two. Two's <coughs> two goes into like a more detailed history of what happens to Daniel Robitaille, the original Candyman. Yeah, and 
that's fine. You know, like two is something you could put on and be semi okay. The only thing I don't like about two is how they defeated Candyman in that one and making him like a mirror. Yeah. Even though I guess it kind of makes sense because his legend revolves around mirrors. Well, yeah. What I hate is. Well, is and you know what? We should explain that a little bit. Like, if if you guys have not seen any Candyman's, what's wrong with you? First off, yeah, what's wrong with you? But <laughs> but second off, I mean, go go check it out for sure. Um, any of them really. Um, but the first and the fourth are the best, in my opinion. But yeah. I'm just gonna say the how Candyman works is you look into a mirror and you say Candyman. Um, five times and he's supposed to come and 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 his legend will be kept alive that way but everybody who does that they get murdered and so it's really scary because it turns you know it, people do it like kind of like looking in the mirror and saying bloody mary you know or whatever yeah, i was gonna say it's kind of like a take on bloody mary yeah and like she's supposed to appear or whatever but but the thing is is like with folklore and legends and stuff like that, like the mythos of them, they stay alive because people remember them and they scare people and they, you know, the old school, like sitting around a campfire telling scary stories, you know, that's how legends and myths and stuff are created and stay alive and keep scaring people to this day. And I really appreciate that in this film. What did you, what did you, you think? You don't of, see enough of that these days. I'm just saying. That is true. What did you think about the acting overall? <sighs> okay. I have quite a, a couple of things to say about that. So okay. I'd say that the acting was consistently good. Okay. Uh, and But I was let down in certain areas, but I feel like that's more of like a plot issue than the actors in itself. All right. Well, just looking slowly on the actors <coughs> itself, how do you think they all did in their roles that they did? Like, would you disagree with some of their acting choices? Or do you disagree with, like... So, I feel like uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, yeah. um, you know, the main star of this film, he's a really solid actor, and but I feel like they just didn't give him much to do in the second half of the movie. Like, yeah, I, got, I feel like I got more chills from, like, the five seconds of Tony Todd coming back and being in that scene um than i ever got from the well, main star well, you know. and, and and i did not like the way that they made him go mad like whenever you have you know helen loses control of her life at the at the in the original candy man like mm -hmm. one piece at a time i feel like she slowly goes mad and like everything starts to unravel and it's really like goes into that deep madness and you can't tell if it's her or Candyman doing yeah. the things. And like I really appreciated that. But in this movie, it's just like, you know, Anthony, he just basically goes crazy overnight. Well, I will say his career is like taking off Yaya's. I mean, Abdullah, uh, Mr. Mateen. I'm just going to call him Mr. Mateen. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. His career is taking off because he's going to play the new Morpheus in the new Matrix movie. I can't wait to see out that. I... Have you seen the trailer for that? Dude. Yes, I think that I'm very excited about him to do that. Did and, I? like, he's a solid actor. I'm not dissing him at yeah. all, you guys. But I'm just saying, like, I wish they had done more with his madness. I feel like there were just so much more opportunities that they could have done with that. And they just they, they dropped the ball on that part. I, I did like the fact they brought in Vanessa Williams, who plays um, Anthony's mom. That tripped me out. Yeah, that scene. Spoiler alert, guys. Um they actually so like in the original um Candyman way back in the 80s um no it was 90 it was way back in the 90s my bad um 
But it has like an eighties vibe. Like the like movie, the, it was. Well, it, it came out in the nineties, but it had like an eighties vibe. Let's admit it. The cars, the clothes, well, yeah, you know, because everything. It was like early nineties, yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, um, back in the nineties, the original Candyman. So they had. Um, oh wait, I'm sorry. It, it came out in '92. I'm sorry. I just wanted to correct. Yeah, myself. so it's like it's right there, like yeah. '80s, '90s. Well, I'm thinking '89, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we're all good. Um, so it had the original woman who had the baby living in Caprini Green, who was um, one of the witnesses to like having seen Candyman and like lived to tell about it, kind of thing. Um, they made Anthony in the new Candyman four the baby from the original Candyman, which was cool because he never knew that he was, he ever even lived in Caprini Green. He never knew that that happened to him. And it's like whenever he started doing, and and I will say that the artwork and how they pulled in the artwork and how he found his artistry and like yeah. his voice through Candyman's work and then him having been that child. I really love that. Um, and I really loved how, like, <coughs> um, like the idea of Candyman being reincarnated across, like, successive generations like that. Like, I just, I, I think that it's, um, like, it's just brilliant. Like, just the generational curses, like, passed down you see, that's from what, family to family to family, like, see, and how they kept it alive. I really liked about it. That's what I really loved about it the most. Because it just feels like it's continuation. Like, everyone knows the curse of Freddy. Everyone knows the curse of Michael. Everyone knows, like, Jason's thing. Like, everyone knows, like, these these things, Leatherface, whatever. Uh, hell, Pinhead. Candyman's not really explored because you have the first movie, which, in my opinion, is real. It, it it's very underrated. I like, I don't think a lot of people appreciate it. Yeah, not like they should. And I mean, then, it's genius. And then two or three are just nothing but straight slashers, and it kind of like, oh, well, he has a mythos, but we're really not gonna like talk about it. And it just feels like it just feels like it kills the impact that I think Candyman should have. If that makes sense. No, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not saying Candyman's not on, is on the Mount Rushmore of horror, but he's probably on the mountain behind it. Dude, I don't know. I feel like he could be there. He could be there. I feel like most people's go-to are like the Halloween thrillers, you know, like the ones that have are the bigger. Like Michael. Series. Like, you know, Jason has like, what, eight movies? No, he's got more. Ten? Uh, hold on. Does this include Freddy versus Jason? Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, just well, in the double digits, guys. Candyman. This is 14. the fourth movie, uh, and the last two were kind of flops. Like they weren't as big as the they original. Didn't even, I think the second one came to theaters. I think the third one was straight to DVD. Yeah, so I think honestly, if Candyman were to keep going, it could be as big as Jason and Michael and I, all of our other icons. I will say, guys. like Nia DaCosta was really great at directing this movie. I feel like they should let her do a little bit more projects like this. Yeah. Because this one turned out really well. Let me tell you what, guys, too. This movie, I love how they incorporated all the art and the artwork and all of that. I loved it. But the way that they incorporated the shadow puppets in this was awesome. Oh, like how like it's the like shadow art. The like, shadow art was awesome in this. Like how it's retelling the first story, like the first movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I loved really it. loved it. And we're outside, like in our car, watching this through the screen, hearing it on the radio. I mean, it was a trip. Yeah. I've seen one of those shows live in Chicago with like oh, the really? shadow art like that, 
and it is a total trip how they do it. Like it's beautiful. Well, you you lived in Chicago at some point, you know, in our relationship for four or five years. Yeah, I lived in Chicago and for a while. This movie is in Chicago. This whole movie was filmed in Chicago. Yeah. Did you recognize anything? Oh yeah, definitely. I think they um there was a couple of shots. I'd like to see more Chicago in the movie, honestly. But there was definitely a lot of Chicago in the movie. And I just really enjoyed that part, too. Because Chicago, yeah. like, having that vibe just made me miss it and made me think about it and stuff. And um, um, I just, I really enjoyed it. But I wish they would have done more, um, like, with the, like, maybe even go down Halstead or, you know, um, like, downtown Chicago a I'm little more. I'm hearing all the people. In Chicago, going, she said her street, she said her street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, throw a jewel in there, you know, something, the bean, <laughs> who knows? Uh, hey, I mean, Chicago is one of our favorite cities. Um, it's where you and I reconnected. So, Chicago is always going to have a whole, like, little place. Oh, yeah. Some of the best dates we've ever had were in Chicago. Just so much fun. So, yeah, like we said, we don't really want to give the story away because it is recently new. We do, um, again, I think. This is a total recommend for both of us, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we really recommend you check it out. If you want to go ahead and rent on Amazon, we suggest you go ahead and do it now. It's worth the $20. You, uh, we are going to wait and just buy it when it comes out on DVD because we're just going to add it to our collection. For sure. It's a uh, classic. To our, I'm going to have to get another rack for that collection. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. And Not yet. We still got a, and considering still got my, a few and, more movies and to And considering go. my birthday's around the corner. Hey, just saying. We got a little ways to go. Anyway, um, yeah, that was it. That was Candyman or Candyman Four, however you want, really want to say it. I'm, the, I'm not sure. I call it Candyman Four because it's the fourth movie, guys. But it's but a reboot. Technically, it's just Candyman. But you see, it, they they classify it as a reboot. I don't even think of it as a reboot. You know, they classify the new Halloween as a sequel. Why can't we just classify this one as a direct sequel? Yeah. I don't know. Especially since it's... it incorporates the original Candyman, like, you know? And you have Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd and their, like, voice archives from the first one, although Tony Todd is in this one. Like, it just makes more sense for me to call it a sequel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the only thing you and I didn't like was the ending, although um, spoiler, I really like the fact you see Tony Todd at the very end. Like, it kind of solidified Candyman even more. I'm telling you, that made my whole night. Like, I, I just you, feel like if they didn't have that in there, the movie wouldn't be half as good. Like, it. There's a reason why people. Watch. It gave you such chills. I love that part. So, since you and I love Tony Todd, uh, we know he's in this, he's in The Hatchet, and he's in The Final Destination and movies as the mortician. Mm -hmm. So, you do not like zombie movies. I do not. Zombies you, are like where I draw the line. So they did a remake in the 90s of the George A. Romero black and white Night of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that. And I, I don't think you were with me when I saw it. And it, it's pretty good. You know, it's a it's like a movie that started the whole zombie thing. It's like what made it popular. So they did a remake in the 90s of that where they have Tony Todd play the main character in that movie. Mm -hmm. And Back then, it was a big deal because not many African-Americans had leading roles in that time period. But Tony, Tony Todd's also in that movie. I would just watch it just for that. 
For sure. I think you should. I'm just, what I'm saying is I think you should give it a try just because it's Tony Todd. For sure. Even though I don't like zombie movies, I feel like if Tony Todd's in it, I, I would give it a try. I feel like we just started a Tony Todd fan club this episode. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, we, we recommend this movie. It's total, total recommend. It, I'm, I'm sorry if you were looking for the review for it and the story. I do apologize about it, but we just don't want to give it away because it is so new. And we will probably do the same with every movie that's currently in theater. I know we're going to do it next week when we do our review for Halloween Kills. Yeah, and that's just to give you guys like a real chance to go and see all the little extra tidbits and everything in there. That um, and I, I feel like we spoiled enough of it already with the with the mom and the baby and yeah, you know like, all of that. So, so hopefully you watched the movie before you came to us. Yeah, <laughs> but if not, um, you still got a lot of like cool twists, cool scenes in there. Um, Some really good kills in the art gallery. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that is our review of Candyman. Uh, Tomorrow night, we are doing Stalker. And this was your pick, right? Um... I think this is one we threw in there just because it was on the streaming services. Yeah, this one this one is on Hulu if you are interested in looking it up. But I thought it might be cool and something different because it's about rideshare apps. And I haven't seen a horror movie about rideshare apps, so I thought, hey, why not? Hmm. I mean, I'm totally looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Uh, anything has to be better than what we saw two nights ago. Yeah. All right, that has been the Flixology Podcast. I'm John. And I'm April. Take it easy.